In order to start off our celebration of the Reformation in this message, I have to lay a little bit of groundwork here. We are free, but we weren't always. I don't think any of us can really imagine what it is like to be a slave, having to do someone else's will, do whatever they tell you all of the time. You're required to go where they tell you to go or where you're made to go without the ability to go out and explore the world around you. As a slave, you're seen as a piece of property, an extension of someone else's will instead of being viewed as the person that you are. And while it might be difficult for us to imagine what it is like to have been a slave some 2,000 years ago in the ancient Near East, or even more recently in our nation's own past, can we imagine what it'd be like to be a slave today? Now, for many people in our world, they don't have to imagine it. It's estimated that somewhere between 21 and 30 million people today live under some form of slavery. But if we consider slavery and its essence without limiting it just the sense of human trafficking or indentured servitude that we might know in the world around us today, slavery might be even more of a problem than you'd think. At its core, Slavery is about controlling someone, about dominating or oppressing someone in such a way that they are not free to walk away on their own. That person doesn't get to choose their vocation. Indeed, most people under this state of slavery had it forced upon them by actions or other agents outside of their control. Someone who's a slave is compelled to act. The slave becomes an agent of whatever power they serve. They don't have a hope of getting away. There are things in life that compel us to act, whether they're from inside us or outside of us. Forces from which we'd be unable to escape. Forces against which we have no hope of prevailing. So maybe we can imagine what it's like to be a slave, or at the very least, we can know what a slave might prize above all else. Freedom. Freedom is the greatest goal that humanity can achieve, right? But what is it? What is freedom, really? And to be free means that you are not under someone's control, that you are not being oppressed. And that certainly sounds like a good thing. More often than not, we define freedom in terms of what we are free from. Saying all those forces that would make us slaves, that would have control over us, are not going to. They don't have that power. Now, the Jewish leaders who talked to Jesus in the temple that day that we heard in John's gospel account, well, at least they seem to have that understanding of freedom, that freedom is the absence of slavery. Well, looking to Jesus, you can say that you have been given freedom. Apart from him, you were a slave. Now, the slavery might have been subtle, but it was still there. 
You were a slave to self, putting your own interests ahead of any others. You were a slave to sin, particularly those patterns of sinful conduct that you repeatedly kept going into that repeatedly kept pulling you farther and farther away from God. You were a slave to death and its dominion, thinking that there was nothing else beyond this life, that there was no hope for anything more. You were a slave to the devil, worshiping him by worshiping anything other than your creator. And you were a slave to guilt, compelled to work your own way out from underneath that crushing load that comes from the failure to live according to God's perfect law. But that's what you were. That's not what you are. In Christ, you were free. The freedom that Jesus brings does, in part, mean that you are free from that which had made you a slave, self, sin, death, the devil, guilt. In him, you do have freedom from all of that. It is a gift that God gives you in Christ because he loves you. That's the truth that Jesus spoke to that day in the temple with the Jewish leaders. It's the truth that we celebrate today as we remember the Reformation. Jesus alone sets you free. He's the one who shows God's unimaginable grace, his love for our broken lives and our broken world. He's the one who brings God's grace into reality. Here's the thing, though. God's grace does not end at freeing you from slavery. While it's sometimes missed in our recollection of the Reformation, Martin Luther and those with him taught how God's word points us to the reality that Christian life isn't just about freedom from, it's also about freedom for. Freedom, including the freedom that Jesus won for us on the cross and delivered in the resurrection, is made a reality for his people. It is not, however, an end in and of itself. If you think about it, freedom that's just for freedom's sake is rather pointless if there's nothing that comes after being freed from slavery. Once you've been freed, you get to enjoy the life that you had once been denied. In Jesus, you and I are set free, free for life as God's people. In baptism, the Son set you free. You're no longer someone who has no hope of escaping the oppression and control of forces that would dominate you in your life. And while slavery is based in the lie that the slave is merely a tool, merely an extension of someone else's will and power, the identity that God gives you in baptism, the freedom that he delivers through his son, rejoices in the truth that you are a person. You are someone who is loved by your creator. In baptism, God gives you a new identity as his child, making you a member of his household for Jesus' sake. 
And that is a truth that no one, no force, no power can ever take away from you. When the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. Over the past several weeks here at St. John's, we have been exploring what it means to be a steward of the freedom that we have in Christ. Knowing that we have been justified by Jesus and brought into a restored relationship with his Father and our Father, our Creator, all of life is transformed. It's no longer about living in slavery to self, to sin, to death, to the devil, to guilt. It's about living in faith, obeying and trusting God's word as we experience the reality of restored life with God. You and I have been given freedom, which is not just about someday far off, but about living with God in the here and now. And we don't get that right, this side of heaven. But in each day, the Holy Spirit journeys with us, continuing to work in us, continuing to perfect us in that journey, to live in that freedom that we have in Christ. From a practical standpoint, freedom for life as God's people can remove the burden of managing God's worldly gifts. When you see that all of life is God's gift entrusted to your care, you need not suffer under the concern that God is getting the right percentage of your time, of your money, of your attributes and abilities. It's all 100% his. But he has given 100% of it into your care to manage in a way that glorifies him, that is about the work that he has given us to do as his people. Recognizing his gifts then, what are some ways in which you might support your fellow freed people in Christ? along with the people out there who do not yet know Jesus as their loving Savior and Lord. You've been given freedom for making these kinds of decisions as you abide in your Savior's word. You're not a slave. You have freedom from slavery to self, sin, death, the devil, guilt. You have been given a new identity in Christ all out of God's love for you as his child. In Christ, you have freedom for living out life as God's people, life with each other, life with the world around you. That's what we celebrate today. As we remember the Reformation, that is the eternal gospel, the good news that changes broken lives, that redeems a broken world. All of life is a gift, especially the freedom that you have in Jesus. To God be the glory. Amen.